like my little burndies. I don't know what that word is. Burndies. Burndies. <laughs> little burned out. <laughs> I felt it yesterday. I was a little burndies um, yesterday. It's a new word. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Welcome to the Finding Your Shine podcast, hosted by best friends, Nina Boyce and Liz Garster. Enjoy a dose of Monday motivation each week as we interview people lighting up the communities of health and wellness, spirituality, and personal growth. Wherever you are on your journey to health, happiness, and self-love, our real and authentic conversations with guests will keep you inspired and empowered. And keep you laughing too. Thanks for listening. We're honored to join you in finding your shine. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Your Shine. Today, Nina and I are so excited to be talking to Rachel Brooks, who honestly does a little bit of everything. She is a fitness and lifestyle coach, a writer, an author, a podcaster. She's the founder of I Am Athletics, which is a line of athletic apparel and accessories. She's writing a book. Like when we say that she does everything, not joking. She does a lot of stuff. And if you're interested in her story, which we're going to talk about today, she's actually going to be an empowered voice. So I encourage you just to see if you can spot her and connect with her. And so I encourage you to pop over and say, hey, if you resonated with this episode. So today we talk a lot about perfectionism and how that can lead to burnout, kind of hitting your rock bottom, like what that's like when you feel like if you're in the pit, as we talk about in the episode, Um, that's the fun little name we gave it. We talk about self-care and the importance of that, and also her book, Chasing Perfection, which will be out later this year. So if you're at a point where you're kind of feeling like, you've just been pushing and pushing and pushing and you're working so hard and you feel like you have to you have to wear this mask for people so you can be what they want you to be. You know, this episode is all about letting go of that and how that's healthy and ways you can kind of find some grace for yourself and self-love. So before we jump into this episode, I want to remind you all that this is the final week to purchase your Empowered Voice tickets. We would love to see you there. We've talked at length, as you know, about how great this conference is. So I won't say it anymore. Just know that there's going to be wonderful, wonderful content, swag bags, all of the goodies, and secret that I'm just going to like spill the beans and not ask Nina if it's okay for me to share. We're actually going to be recording the conference. So if you can't make it, we know there are some other things going on in Columbus that day. There are other conferences in Ohio and the area. If you are really interested in the content, but you aren't able to attend, you may still be able to get all the goods. So I won't spill too much, but we will have more information on that coming soon so that if you weren't able to come, you can still have access to all the wonderful information that was shared today. So let's get into this episode with Rachel Brooks. Hey listeners, today we are with Rachel Brooks, who is a fitness and lifestyle coach, author, all things speaker, podcaster, podcaster, right? She does all of the wonderful things and owns many businesses from, from my point of view and what I'm seeing. And I can't wait to really dive in and talk to you today because I think a lot of what we've even discussed before we hit the record button was perfectionism, which is very timely, I think, for what me and Liz are going through at the moment. And it's a topic that I know a lot of our listeners relate to as well. So thank you for coming on the show and tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Well, thank you for having me. Well, a little bit about myself, as you kind of said, I do a whole lot of things. <laughs> it's kind of hard. It's one of those loaded questions. But to sum it up, what I do is I help inspire, encourage, and empower women to really take back their lives. And that's through breaking down limitations, redefining who they are, and allowing them to just create their own story because we kind of get lost before society told us who we're supposed to be or our friends or peers or whoever it may be. We get lost in that in those uh, through the years. And so helping to redefine who you are and tapping into who you were really meant to be. Mm. How true is it that you like start school or you like you you have this idea of like who you want to be and you have all these aspirations and creative like I don't even know the word like creative thoughts when you're a little kid and like I can do anything. It's like the little girl that's on the sink list. That's like, I can do anything oh my good. God, I, love her. I love my life. <laughs> I love my mom. But then throughout life, you sort of drop that because of society and things that parents say and friends say. And it takes a lot for us to reconnect to that innocent piece of us, I think. Absolutely. And I think that's where we get lost is because we're, we're striving to fit in and belong and have that acceptance and, and value and love that we're seeking. It's just we sometimes we're not even aware of it as we're going through life. And along the way, we lose ourselves trying to fit into whatever we're, you know, whoever we're trying to please in that aspect of it. So that's, I, I, from my personal journey, that was something that I had struggled with as well, where being in different avenues, I would try to fit different personas or like wear a different mask because in that thinking, like trying to fit in, I became lost in who I was. I'm curious. So I actually had a conversation today and what you're kind of talking about reminds me of this. So I was talking today with someone about like my story and telling my story. And it's actually a coach because that's the kind of conversations you have with coaches. Um, And I was just kind of having like an off day because I got in last night from a flight at like 1 a.m. So I'm just tired and grouchy. And I was saying to her, I was like, you know, like my story doesn't feel special or my story doesn't feel any different from anyone else's. Like it's just my life and I live it. And I, it's hard for me to step outside my own self and see my story through the lens that someone else would see me. So in your experience, like in embracing your story and finding it, how would you suggest people that are, you know, they look at their lives and maybe they have something they want to share, but they're like, well, it's not really any different from anyone else's. Like, what makes my perspective unique? How, how would you kind of help someone with that issue? Well, I think that, that that's actually a really good question. So something that I had struggled with at the beginning, because we all have a story and that's what connects us. We, we connect and we belong through storytelling. We um, learn through storytelling. And so all of this is, it's all part of like what human nature is meant to be. Like we are to connect. We're not supposed to do life alone. And we think that if we're not sharing our story because we hold ourselves back with like these limiting beliefs and lies that who am I to tell my story? My story's not that good. Or, you know, somebody else has it worse than me or somebody has it better than me. And so you're, you live up with these expectations of comparison, but it also dims your light because we're all meant to shine. We all have a story for a reason. So if you're comparing it to somebody else who you know, by standards may have a a worse off or better story, 
then you're not allowing yourself to really live your authentic life. Like that, everybody has their authenticity and how we connect is through that transparency of being our real, authentic, and vulnerable selves. So thinking if we don't have a story, that's a belief you're telling yourself. We all have a story. I also find that your own experiences, I mean, this is your story, but you have a very unique experience going through life and the way you grew up and your parents and everybody has different gifts and different talents. And I know that I can get discouraged as a coach sometimes if I'm following other hormonal coaches out there. I'm like, oh my gosh, they know so much more than me. Or maybe they have a PhD or who am I? Like, I don't have what, like, who am I to do this work? But then I think to myself, like the people that gravitate towards me, gravitate towards me for a reason. I have a different personality than those people. I can relate differently to certain people and you can't forget that. So is that something that you kind of had to work on yourself when you were getting into this coaching world? Absolutely. And that was something where I I had that belief that who am I to, you know, step out or who am I to speak up or who am I to share? Because I held myself back by the beliefs of, you know, just through life. And I absorbed that like a huge sponge. And through that journey, I collected in these buckets all the things that were of disservice to me. And when I started to let go of those expectations and just really spending time with myself to become like just really aware of who and what I was. And that helped step, put me onto the the path to step into my purpose and help other women do the same. Because I realized through that journey that you're not meant to do life alone. I felt alone. And the more I opened up and shared, it opened room and opened space and gave permission to other women to also speak up. And then you start seeing this community come together. And it all came through just letting our guards down, letting down, taking off the mask and just being vulnerable. Because when we are our true authentic and vulnerable selves, we give permission to other people to open up. And that's how we connect. I think it is interesting. Like I've seen a shift. Like if you were to say, I don't know, even 10 years ago, I felt like there weren't entire groups of people online or really anywhere talking about like self-love and self-care and compassion and like all of these things that we're now seeing people opening up and say like, hey, I struggle with this too. Like I struggle with my self-image or I struggle with depression. Like yesterday I think was World Depression Day. Like I kept seeing it everywhere, like a depression awareness day or something. And just the amount of sharing that we're doing now that I don't think we've done in the past. And it makes people feel like they can tell their stories in a different way. Absolutely. And I think why we didn't, well, I'm only speaking for for my experiences. I didn't think that it would be received. I, I had thought that there was something wrong with me because when you compare yourself to what others are doing or what, you know, the societal norms or the rules and all these things. So it gives you that, that lack. And so it, you don't want to stand out and feel like there's something broken or wrong or just different, you know? And so you hold yourself back, but but that's actually what makes you unique is that difference between you and the next person. And I think for, for many people that I've, I've opened up and shared to and connected, they have also felt the same. And it's like, okay, so now that we have, we've cleared the air and are open to discussing that, it actually brings us together. I found that to be the beautiful and not so beautiful thing about social media is that on one hand, we do really see this like picture perfect version of 
of people out there. But then on the other hand, it's a way for us to share and for people to connect. So I think it's just about being aware of like, okay, there's one face of it and like we can only see the good. But then at the other hand, on the other hand, it's like this is this beautiful space where we can share and connect and relate to each other. And I know personally, I've found so many friends and coaches through Instagram because I resonate with their stories and what they're saying. Have you found that the social media world has been a challenge or something that's been beneficial for you in this sense? Actually, yes. So it kind of goes both ways. And obviously, I did not grow up in the era of social media until now. I had grown up with my um, influences were TV and magazines and, you know, the fitness and celebrity and beauty and all that stuff. So growing up, that was the only aspect of my life to see what was out there, like what you should be, what was the average woman, what was beautiful, what was accepted and what was valued and worth. And now we have, we are bombarded by social media where we tend to show the highlight reels. And if you don't look like that person, now you still have kind of the same effects, but it's everywhere now. So I feel like it's more prevalent. And like you said, there's there's pros and cons to it where it gives us a platform to connect and share our message not as well as our story. And But if we're not on there with the intent to better ourselves, then we're going to be on the other side where we're going to be and fall into that comparison trap. So yes, there, it swings both ways. And, and it's really about having that awareness, again, to know what you're after. Are you getting on social media to look better or to validate the beliefs that you already have about yourself? Do you mind if we take like a huge step backwards for a second? Absolutely. <laughs> I just realized as we were talking and you were talking about your struggle and like pushing through and making these changes, I was like, I don't know what you did before and like where and why you felt so stuck. And do you mind diving into that piece of your story? Because I feel like that's where our audience relates the most or me just knowing somebody's background and, and where they Wait. were. I feel like we always get, this is a trend. We get so excited to talk. Yeah. We just like jump in and then we're like, wait, hold on. Right, exactly. Yes. Okay. So that's actually in my book. So I have a book coming out. It's called Chasing Perfection, A Journey of Healing, Fitness, and Self-Love. So my backstory is why and how I got to where I'm at is because I had chased perfection my whole life. And I actually took that perfection chasing to stage as a fitness competitor. And I had thought that if I had the perfect body, I'd have the perfect life, everything would be happy. And finally this chase would stop. And I was just burnt out. I was exhausted. And when going through all this, I mean, obviously you didn't know it at the time when you're in something, but perfection leads to burnout. And I... I eventually just kind of hit rock bottom in my personal, professional, and in all areas of life, actually. And so during that pit, I call it, I really had to take a step back from everything and start really unraveling what had gotten me there. And so that was sitting in the pit. I really had to ask myself those hard questions. Who am I? What's holding me back? And why? And those are questions I never asked myself because, well, to be honest, they were ugly. Like nobody wants to face that because it's truth. And so we just live on the surface and we'll find distractions or sugarcoat something or run from something or tuck it back in the, you know, the 
the U-Haul of baggage we've been carting around all these years. And so I had nothing left to lose at that point in my life because I had hit my bottom. And I just said, you know what? I'm just going to sit through all this garbage and this baggage that had been holding me back and really uncover where did this start? What had triggered? Why this? Why that? And I kept going really deep into the root of what had, you know, it's a snowball effect. And so start unraveling it and then working from the bottom up. So I did a lot of the rehab on the inside where as a perfection seeker, I was externally looking for the gratitude, the the happiness, the perfect body, the perfect life. What I didn't understand at that time was it had to be curated inside. I had to create that. I was responsible for that. And so as a perfectionist, it was also a people-pleasing thing. So I would put the needs of others before myself and I never really spent that time in getting to know me. So that's where I'm at now was like breaking through all that, uncovering this. And I realized like, wow, there's a lot of people out there. And, and just knowing that I wasn't alone on this journey because I thought I was. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. And that's why I'm so passionate about creating a lifestyle of, of fitness and freedom and, and all that balance, a healthy balance that comes with it. So yes, that's where I'm at. <laughs> Speaking my language, I feel like those are all the things that I still continue to struggle with today. <laughs> Obviously, I feel like a lot of perfectionists are really, they're like high achievers. They want to make an impact. They, it's all well-meaning. So I try to like remind myself of that when I get down on my perfectionism tendencies. I'm like, it's, it's coming from a good place. But I'm curious, like, how do you then... So I'm at the point now where I'm trying to like... Like I'm a little burndies. I don't know what that word is. Burndies. burndies. A little burned out. <laughs> I felt it yesterday. I was a little burndies yesterday. It's a new word. Um, yeah. I like it. <laughs> but I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, like we need to take a step back. We need to like evaluate what's important. But I struggle with like, I have a lot of things I'm into and you are the same. Like a lot of things you're in, you have your hand in a lot of things. And you want to do a good job and you want to do these things and you want to explore the side of yourself, but you don't want to let perfectionism get wrapped up in there. So I'm trying to find the balance of like still achieving, but without that perfectionistic side of things. How have you balanced those two things? Well, like I said, I, I was in my personal and my professional and or meaning like myself, my relationships and my business, those were all kind of three elements that were not cycling together. It was like a a tricycle and one was like super big wheel. One was a super small wheel and the other one was like, just it was flat. (laughs) And so it's like, okay, so if I have all three of those elements that I was trying to balance, what one was the strongest? Okay. So let me keep that one kind of on autopilot and let me start working on the other two to catch them up. And so that was something that I did. And professionally, I poured all of my efforts into my business because it also gave me the biggest reward because I didn't have to deal with, you know, outside of factors and being let down. And of course, when you deal with people, you're going to have some unmet expectations. So unfortunately, I had some relationships that didn't, weren't working out. So I needed to feed them. Uh, My spiritual side needed to be fed. And my business at the time was already kind of on its own. So 
looking at that from an overview perspective where what you feed grows. And I wasn't feeding those other areas. So to try and create balance, what is most important to you? What do you value? What what is is serving you now and will continue to serve you in the future? And some of the stuff you just had to let go because we kept, for me, I just kept grasping at straws, thinking that if I had control, then it would result in the expectations being met that I placed upon it, meaning it would bring me happiness, it would fulfill me. But all those external unmet expectations were really beyond my control. I couldn't control other people. I couldn't control you know, what would happen in the business world the next day or something like that. And so when I started to take that step back and just say, okay, there's only one thing I can control and that's me. And so I poured a lot of personal development into myself because I had to grow in order to be the best that I could be for all the other areas. Did you find it challenging to pick and prioritize what was most important? That's something I hear the most from women um, is that everything is most important, (laughs) you know? And so it's like, how can I possibly pick one? Like I'm thinking of uh, the woman that's like a mom and she also has her job and maybe she has... Uh, friend relationships and then a husband, you know, like all of these pieces and parts. It's like, I can't drop one thing because they're all equal. How would you advise someone to work through that? It, it was, it was really hard at first because the first thing I had to work on was myself. And I said, wait, isn't that selfish? I didn't understand that concept because I thought my purpose was to serve other people, but I was so burnt out and empty that I had nothing left to give other people. And I didn't understand that concept of self-care, self-love, self, all that stuff. So I really had a hard time saying, okay, that I'm doing this for me. I'm like, but am I worth it? And so I had all these thoughts and limiting beliefs pop up in my own mind, but it's like, if you're not feeding this, you can't be the best version of yourself to fill other people. And that was a big mantra that I had to tell myself, you know, this is not from a selfish perspective. So get, uh, filling myself allowed me to have way more to give other people. And so that wasn't, it wasn't necessarily like trying to balance those other ones. So I know that like in your example with, with moms and stuff, it's like you have to make time for yourself. You have to put yourself as a priority. That's a first and foremost like must. Mm-hmm. Well, and women are just, we are super women, like right. honestly, and we can just yes. keep pushing and pushing and pushing until and pushing we and pushing can't. because until we can't. <laughs> and I think back to my, my years teaching and I was just like absorbing all the energy from everybody else. I was exhausting myself, giving everything, 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 everything until finally I was like, I literally can't, I'm done. I, I can't. And so I, I just wish that women, because it sounds like you also had to hit rock bottom a little bit <laughs> and I did. And I just wish that women didn't wait till they hit the rock bottom that they, but sometimes we need a big, like that's the universe pushing us. Like there's no other way to get through to some of us stubborn women (laughs) that (laughs) our body can only take so much. Exactly. And I think we just, we, we run until we're depleted and then we think that, okay, let me just try harder. Let me do more. And that's the perfectionism in us that continues to drive this empty vehicle. So Fill us with the gas that we need to make this vehicle last longer. Take it to where it needs to go. And so if, you know, self-care can be this simple as just like taking three deep breaths for yourself. Like it doesn't have to be all the lush things that you see on social media, like, you know, days at the spa and pampered and lush this and lush that. It's like, come on, you know, let's, let's be realistic and practical. 
make time for yourself. Give yourself five minutes. Like today, I'm once we get done, I'm going to a yoga class. And then I tried for it because we have, at the time of this recording, our conferences in 10 days. And there are things that (laughs) I could do. But I was like, I've been traveling. I'm tired. I'm just going to read and relax. And there is no... I did go to the nail salon this week because I felt like I needed to, and I never do that. But it's not lush what I'm doing. It's just sitting, reading my new Marie Forleo book that just came out. I pre-ordered it. We're good. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> that's on my that's on my week on list. Yes. <laughs> I was just ranting. I just sent this out to my email list, actually, that I was feeling so bloated this month. Like, so bloated. Oh, like I Nina, just, you Liz, know, we I actually t- talked about I this too. You on the weekend, you're I was- always bloated. <laughs> That's what you. Yeah, it's a running joke from like years past. In a podcast episode, Liz goes, "I'm always bloated," and then it became like this running joke. Okay. Still bloated. Any, any OG listener that remembers that conversation, like points for you. But um, I thought back, and I was like, you know what? It's honestly because I have not given my body the time to rest and. You cannot physically be in rest and digest. Your body cannot digest your food well if you are go, go, go. And so I remember like this past month, I was working out a ton. I was like lifting. I was running. I was like, what the heck? Like what is going on with my body? And then I decided, you know what? I'm going to do the complete opposite. I'm going to not take any calls. I'm not going to schedule any meetings. And I took this past weekend and did nothing Saturday and Sunday besides like lay on my couch. And I, my body felt so much lighter so much better. And I was like, holy crap. Like this just shows you the like the correlation between stress, self-care, burning yourself out. I mean, it's not like I still don't have a bunch of things on the to-do list. It's just, I gave myself time and I gave myself and my body the time to rejuvenate a little bit. And it was like an eye-opener for me. And I do this work. And I was like, listen to your you know own advice. Exactly. And you make a really good point because you being a hormonal coach, I, that the same thing just happened to me. I've been traveling for the past four months and I just come home and I'm like, okay, finally, this is like, I'm home for a period of time, more than, more than a a week. And I was like, all right, get right back on track. And the first thing I did was sleep, tons of water, manage my stress. And within two to three days, my body just responded back. And it just, I don't feel as bloated. I I always use the word fluffy. I'm super fluffy. Oh, I love that. (laughs) And so that was just, I'm like, see, your body knows what to do. We just have to listen to it. And when we're constantly depleted and running ourselves ragged, trying to do for everybody else, we forget the most important person, yourself. Yeah. 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 And it's when you feel like you can't show up, you know, fully to your commitments. That's when you're like, oh man, it is time for me to take a step back. Yes, absolutely. And that's so hard in our, in, especially with perfectionism, because we're, I feel, I feel like our culture tells us the more you do, the more you push, the more you ignore yourself, the better you are. And we can really, I feel like we get really wrapped up in that identity sometimes of I am what I produce, not I am the rest I take for myself. And also like that pull up, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, like work hard, hustle. I hate the word hustle sometimes because like it just, first of all, my sister always makes this motion where she like fake runs. She's like hustle and she like does this movement. But also I feel like sometimes it's like rest is important too. hustle in parentheses and then take a little break. (laughs) 
But also like, I just hate it. I hate that word and I hate that mentality because we get so wrapped up in it. And then if we take a second, then we all of a sudden the negative self-talk comes in. I'm lazy. I'm a failure. I'm not doing enough. Blah, 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 blah. How have you sort of beat hustle mentality, especially as an entrepreneur? I was was that person. Do more, be more, work more. Okay, that one didn't work. Try harder. And it was just a repetitive cycle. So yeah, I I was in the failure loop. And that was not only what I fail every day, but it became a mantra to myself. See, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. I'm a failure. And so that was my I am's. So I don't know if you see I'm wearing my I am. I love it. I love it. But but one of my businesses is I am. Because when you take a step back and you start working on on yourself, you you begin to speak words of inspiration and empowerment over yourself. And the, the phrase I am is the two most important words that we speak to ourselves. So if I'm going to fill my negative self-talk with, I am a failure, I'm a loser, I'm this, well, what is that doing for me? But in order to get out of it, we have to be on the opposite, you know, flip the script and start saying, I am learning or I am confident. And so give yourself the, the permission to speak words of encouragement over yourself. Because if you can do the negative, you just as easily do the opposite and speak words of empowerment. Mm, that is really powerful because I think a lot of times we think that our brain is wired a certain way. I'm wired to think negative or I just, I'm I'm not a positive person or whatever. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> like the more people I talk to, the more it just rings so true to me that you have the power. If I could share this message to anybody, it's you have the power to change your thoughts. You really, really do. Does it take time? Yes. Is it a habit that you have to like flip on its head? Absolutely. But, you know, take it from somebody that's also done a lot of work on this and, and you, you can change those thoughts. Exactly. And, and these, when we, when we have that, that, the phrase on repeat, that's what we hear. That's what we believe because those, it gets embedded in our, in our thoughts. So those become the lies that we tell ourselves. Those become the beliefs that we believe about ourselves. They become our thoughts, our actions and everything. And so when you look at somebody who's just down in the dumps because they have just this negative, like, persona about themselves because they fed that their whole life. So if we are able to do that, we are just as capable of doing the opposite. So it's having that awareness and just saying, you know what, wait, this isn't serving me. Why, why am I always talking so negative about myself? I'm going to say something nice about myself. And it's going to feel really weird at first. To be honest, it's like looking in the mirror, like you are beautiful. And it's like, okay, that's really weird. It sounds like, like fake, but eventually it becomes like, okay, wow, this shirt looks really cute on me. Or, you know, maybe I'm having a good hair day. And so if you can spot those positives, then why can't you speak the positives about you? And, you know, it wasn't, I'm sure it wasn't easy to learn the negatives. So give yourself grace and just know that change is possible. You just have to flip the script on everything. And I've done, I've found, cause some of those are too big of a leap for me. Cause I feel like when I get in a negative mindset, like we are, in the pit, oh, yeah. as you have oh, yeah. said. Yeah. You can't just jump the, right out. The right. dirt is being the thrown dirt. in the pit. Um, <laughs> so I will, like, I find that bridges really help for me. Like, um, especially in the physical department. Like, this is a body. There it mm-hmm. is. It walks and performs all the functions it's supposed to. Like, that. sometimes that's like, but it's better than your body looks like shit. <laughs> like, it's not, you know... It's not like I'm embracing every square inch of myself and oh, loving yeah. it, but it's it's not a lie. It's not, I'm not telling myself any lies. It's all true. So we recorded a podcast a long time ago with Elevate the Globe, and they said something that's really 
changed my perspective on this is everything is energy. So when you're at a lower vibration and you're in the pit, and let's be real, we all get in the pit. Like we're we're human and life happens. So there, you have to have that... Um, expectation that, yeah, sometimes you're going to be in the pit and it's okay, but you can't expect yourself to go from a low vibration all of a sudden into the highest vibration. It's like not physically possible for your body to do that. So you have to take a step to raise it a bit and raise it a bit and raise it a bit. And so that's why you hear people say like, start moving, like get into the body and start raising it a little bit or do one small thing. Like I love what you said, Liz, where you don't have to be like, oh yeah, I'm beautiful. It's just like, this is my body and here it is. <laughs> right. It's, it's like, a little bloated, next- but it's, Right. It's bloated, but it'll be better the next day. And then, you know, after a little bit, you realize, oh, hey, I think I'm kind of crawling out of this pit. And then you can start doing the things to then further raise your vibration. But I love thinking of it from an energetic standpoint. I'm also like into Reiki, so that's probably why. But I'm like all about the energy. No, I 100% agree. It it wasn't like, okay, here's a negative, here's a positive. And so having that awareness, but, but when that becomes our talk, our negative self-talk forever. And that's, that's where we're able to reframe that and speak words of empowerment. Um, I know for me, like just having that sense of awareness, which was totally lacking in, in years past, because I, that's why I would speak so negatively about myself, but, um, having the awareness and then really just focusing on kind of like what Liz said, you, you find moments of gratitude. Gratitude is a huge game changer for me because when I would look in the mirror and I would see things of you know, that I didn't like that weren't so, you know, whatever to me, I started just little things like, you know what? I have a body, I'm alive. And it was just little general things. And now when we get into that practice, and this is a whole practice that we're able to identify other things. And it's like, you know, for, for example, with body image, um, I struggled with body dysmorphia for the big bulk of my life. And I hated everything that I would see, especially on the lower half. And I hated my legs and it was just, I would do everything to hide them so that I could just, you know, if you hit them, they didn't, it wasn't there. Right. <laughs> I don't have legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and so it was just one of those things. And just one day I just said, you know what? I have legs. Like I, I could just, I'm so grateful that I have them. And that was just a start. It was just something simple, but um, just really just speaking the words of, of encouragement, empowerment, and being grateful and knowing that we do get in the pits, but it's not where we have to live anymore, that we have the power to create our own story. We don't have to believe the lies that we did in the past. We don't have to believe the lies that somebody else is telling us that we're not good enough or you know, we, we're to this or to that or not enough of this or not enough of that. Those become the truths that we believe. So those are stories that other people are telling us. And it's up to us to accept or reject. And so that's why I always just say, you have the power to create your own story. I'm speaking of stories. I'm very interested how, first of all, I want you to talk a little bit about like the content of your book, which you did a little bit. Um, But I'm curious how the book writing process was for you, knowing that you have these perfectionist tendencies, because obviously you value putting your story out there and using it to help others. But I'm sure like, I can't imagine something more awful for me as a perfectionist leaning person than like having a baby. I mean, book is like a baby. That's what I imagine that being. It is. To be honest, it was it was probably the hardest thing that I've ever created just because as that perfectionist that didn't really see any value that I had to offer, when it was told somebody 
three, three people had said, you should write a book. You should write a book. And I just said, who am I? Who am I? You know, I'm nobody. Somebody else has better, better than me, or, you know, who's going to read my book and all this stuff. So I had all of this junk that was just, you know, thrown on me. And the one day I just said, you know what, maybe, maybe I should, I don't know if it's going to pan out to anything. I have no idea, but I'm just going to do it because it's, I feel called to do it. And obviously I have a story. So if it's just going to be sitting in a journal, cool. If not, I could publish it. That's cool too. So the whole writing process was to, uh, to sum it up, it was so therapeutic. It was probably the most therapeutic of anything I've ever gone through. When I would write, I would cry. When I would read it, I would cry. And it began, it shifted something inside of me and it began the healing because I was no longer keeping it in the back of this U-Haul. I was uncovering it and I had to face it. And this was truth. And I can either accept or reject it and move on as I continue to write it. And by admitting these, these hard, dark areas of my life, it was, it was so transformational. And so in my book, there's some, some stuff that many of us just keep hidden because we're too afraid. We're afraid to share it, to be rejected. We're afraid if we share it, we won't be loved. We're, um, we're afraid that you know, somebody might get upset with us. And, and you know, these are all fears. But at the end of the day, whose life are you living? If you're still holding on to it for fear of other people, you're not living your authentic life. And so when, this, when I started writing, I just said, you know what, this is me. People never knew me. In fact, I didn't even know me. And so here I am, here's my book, take it or leave it. This is who I am. And it was just the transformational journey of, you know, the whole healing and, and overcoming or using fitness that was part of my, a, a piece of my story that I had used as an outlet to find and hopefully overcome perfection. Well, it didn't, but, you know, not that spoiled, spoiler alert, right? But, um, you know, in, in that journey, I found fitness as a way to actually heal me as well. It, was, it, it became another form of therapy. As you had mentioned before, the, you know, moving energy, like we change our state, we, we have the physical and um, like just the emotional changes that come through just physically moving. And then really just the really lowing and, and, loving myself, which was so hard to admit, but it was the journey. And so I encourage anyone that even if you're not going to write a book or whatever it may be, but really get back and get into the far back pits of your baggage of the, you know, the storage unit you got of all the stuff you've been collecting your whole life and just sort through it, whether it's writing or talking to somebody about it. Um, but it, I, I feel like at once that weight has been lifted, you step further, you step into your purpose. And the more you start doing it, you are on your purpose path because you're just really in like alignment with your soul. You really do have to uncover it. And when you yeah. were talking about writing your story, I feel like you definitely got in the zone. Like I was just like, uh, I could really feel it, the passion behind your book as you were speaking about it. And it made me think about anybody's book that I've really gravitated towards and felt from. It's like they are sharing the deepest parts of them and then you can then relate to that. And so, yeah, you don't have to write a book. I just love like, it's like take out a journal or speak it or even just like, you don't even have to speak it to anybody. Just like start talking to yourself, you know, like letting it out. (laughs) Voice memo yourself. But it really made me start to, my brain start to tick of like, oh shoot, there are a lot of things I feel like I should uncover and share too that... You, 
you really do protect yourself because you're afraid of what your family's going to think, what a friend might think, how society's going to give you feedback on it. But then the way you just phrased it, you're free. Like I'm right. free. Here it is. Take it or leave it. Right. And that way you just, you step into who you are. And, and I feel like finally now Rachel has shown up and it's like taking me all these years. And it's like, where was I before? I was somebody else's version of what they wanted me to be. So I put the mask on for this person, take it off for that one. You know, and it, it, it's and like exhausting. I said, the, the, the perfectionism is exhausting because all you are trying to do is just fit in and belong. But it's like, you really are who you're supposed to be. And when you are you, you attract and other people gravitate towards that because they too are like, they're, they're looking for their, their people and connection and belong. So you can either continue carrying on these masks and be, you know, pretend to be somebody else, or you could just take them off and just say, here I am. Mm. This has been I like in my head. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm hearing the This Is Me song from The Greatest Showman, like playing (laughs) out as we... (laughs) Well, before we head off the interview, can you let our listeners know where to find more about you? If they want to read the book, when's the book going to be out? Um, Talk to them a little bit about, you know, all the avenues to reaching you. Yeah, so the book will be coming out later this year. So this is 2019. Uh, I would say within the next couple months. Yes, I'm super excited about it. As I said, it's a labor of love and it's like the baby. Finally, I'm going to give birth to my my story. And so coming out later this year, I you can find me on all social media platforms at I am Rachel Brooks, as well as my website, IamRachelBrooks.com. And you can check me out there. Perfect. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. And we can't wait to see you at Empowered Voice next week. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. All right. Well, thank you to Rachel for coming on. We've been trying to connect and get her on for a few months and we were so excited to have her come on right before this big event. And, you know, we've been through this process, working through a lot of our own issues with perfectionism and burnout in the projects that we're doing. So it's just really great to talk to someone like Rachel that has wonderful perspective and can kind of bring us back to a place of positivity and love. So thank you, Rachel, for coming on. Um, As always, everyone, you can connect with us on Instagram at Finding Your Shine Podcast and Facebook, same place where you can learn all about getting those last Empowered Voice tickets. Um, If you want to purchase those, you can head up to our bio and those are there for you to snag. You can also go to empoweredvoiceconference.com and buy there. Um, That'll take you to the Eventbrite page or you can just go to eventbrite.com and search up Empowered Voice in Columbus. We would really love to see you there. So thanks again for joining us and Nina and I will catch you next week. Mm